Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their business, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them. I'm your host, Al Morenton. My guest today is Roy Collin. Roy is an accomplished entrepreneur. He started podcasting in 2018 and now is a podcasting coach with five podcasts. His podcasts are Speaking with Roy Collin, Awakening Meditation, Learn Polish, and the Crypto Podcast. Four have gotten into the top 0.5%, with the fifth currently at the top 1%. He has produced and edited over 1,200 episodes, including over 100 live with top guests like Mickey Willis, David Icke, Tom Renz, and Dr. Peter McCullough, and more. Roy has helped people create a podcast and get into the top 10% of podcasts. And he helps clients get booked on the top rated podcasts to promote their business or book. Welcome to the show, Roy. Thank you very much, Al. Appreciate you having me on. That's awesome. Awesome. So um, why don't you uh, just start off by going, like, how did you go from uh, rich to being personally liable for $5 million? So I had basically met a Polish girl and when I was visiting her folks, I was like, oh, property's okay here. So I started buying a, f- a few property and I'd already invested in uh, in Ireland, I had three properties in Ireland. And then I decided, hey, this is good. Let's." Uh, so I set up a company called Polera, Pol for Polish, Era is the Irish for Ireland. And I started getting investors and like she was based in Poland and I was in Ireland and I'd come over kind of one week. Uh, a month and the relationship broke but we kind of kept going and you know I, I started getting a lot of clients i was going to be in i meetings and everything and creating a lot of syndicates and the relationship uh finished and then she sent an email to like we we were still working away for a while but she sent an email to all the investors saying that she set up a new company and she could look after them so I wasn't planning on moving to Poland, but I knew I would have lost everything because I released equity in my Irish properties to buy into a lot of these syndicates. So I kind of said, okay, I need to move here. And she didn't guess. She got one client out of a load and everything was going grand, but then the crash happened. And like I was a small buy in a lot of these syndicates and some of them were worth 10, 20 million. And I thought this is just a little hiccup. It'll come right. So I started putting more money into some of the syndicates thinking ah, it'll come right. And it didn't. And none of the solicitors or the accountants told me that in Poland, when you're <laughs> you're the president of a company, you're personally liable. Because normally when things go bad in a company, it's like ah, next, just kind of lost it or whatever. But when you're personally liable, so instead of making five million, I was personally liable for five million. And just kind of through that journey, then I realized, ooh, there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of fraud going on here with the bailiffs. Like, for example, one of the bailiffs on the commercial site, they'd really devalued the property. So a property that was like one, one and a quarter million, they basically said it was worth half a million. And the way the auctions work, it's 75% on the first auction, 50% on the second. And what they do is they do, they put it up but only for a few seconds, they have a screenshot of it so they can say, oh, we advertise it, nobody turned up. And then they tried to buy it themselves. So that that was happening. And in another property, they bribed the people in the room with four houses that they, and like that's going on around the world and people don't realize it. They're supposed to have your best interests at heart, get the best price. So what's happening to some people, they're actually 
you know, they're liable for the rest of their lives. You know, the the money comes in and it just gets whipped out of their bank account. So thankfully, I cleared the decks. But it was like it was a tough, it was a tough uh, few years, kind of going through that. Yeah, that that's that's rough, and um, I suppose it's always uh, sort of like not scared me, but like just uh, um, let us say scared, just for lack of a better term, but, but about uh, like the Europe and all, all that, you know, because of the different countries, and there could be different laws in different places. So yeah, that that be, being personally liable, that, that that's huge, especially you know, especially if you didn't know you know, walking into it. That, that, that's huge. So um, what, what was there like, a, after you went through that, was there like a pivot point that made you go on the trajectory you're on now? I think like, cause I know a lot of people go through losses, you know, I think in life, most of us do. You know, it just depends on the, the level. I think I, I went for the, the top, the gold <laughs> prize. Like, you know, not, most people don't kind of go that level. But one of the things that helped me was meditation. So I came across a guided meditation and it was kind of just thinking about what you're grateful for. Because when you lose everything, you're just thinking about lack of everything. And if you kind of just reverse the psychology of thinking what you're grateful for. And the other one was the act of forgiveness. Because... Like through all this, I mean, there was builders doing things that were pretending they'd worked on just to get more invoices and just all the different people between bankers, even in courts, everything. There was so much corruption and you're holding so much anger. And by the act of forgiveness, I was actually starting to forgive all these different people that had hurt me through. And some are easy and others are hard. But how I actually really achieved it was I brought them back to the child. Because we all have unconditional love for a child. You see a child and you go, oh, you know, everybody does. Like, you know, they just love or a child grabs your finger. And it's like, I just brought everybody back to the child and realized it was external influences made them who they were. Whether it was abusive parents, alcoholic parents, or just that they weren't watched when they were hanging around with the wrong people. And by doing that, I was able to forgive everybody, which in turn gave me the freedom because they're not thinking about you, but you're thinking about it. You're not sleeping properly. You know, you're getting anxious. And once you release that freedom, then it's like, you never start worrying. And you can do that with anything. It's, it, it's not something that just happens straight away, but if you practice it and think about it, um, and by doing that, then it allowed me to move on with my life. That's awesome. Um, you know, guided meditation, active forgiveness. I, um, I could see how that would help you and maybe something I need to do. <laughs> um, so how did you get into podcasting? So what happened is I went to an event after all this a few years later, and it was a Mind Valley event, and it was a What's Your Quest? And I said, okay, I need to write. My plan was to write about all the corruption I saw and expose it because I said, people don't need to do that. I saw so many people thrown in the towel. And unfortunately, relationships break up and everything because of stress with all this. And at the event, there was two brilliant speakers. And I was like, okay, I need to get, I become good at speaking. I hated public speaking. I was extremely shy. Like when I was young, I wouldn't go into the shop. I'd get my friend to buy the sweets. When I was 18, going to the bar, I wasn't one of these people that started drinking very young. I waited until I was 18 and I wouldn't go up to the bar. When it was my round, I would just get somebody else the money to go up and buy the drink. That's how shy I was. And even when I was working, I was working in construction for a mechanical contractor. 
and like eventually became a contracts manager. I was running a lot of jobs. And the part I hated was the weekly meetings. It was like you're sitting around with the, you know, the architect, the client, the builder. And it was like my voice was gone and everything. So when I came back from this event, I said, all right, I need to change all this. And like, I'm like, at that time, about 45, I think. And I was like, I need to become competent at speaking. So I went to a Toastmasters meeting. Did I go on my own? Of course not. I had to have two people to hold my hand and make me feel, you know, went there and I went, this is brilliant. And they were like, yeah, it's good, but we don't have time. And I was too shy to go back again on my own. And a few months later, a new one was opening. And I said, okay, everyone's going to be new. I'm going to go to this one. They, they asked me, do you want to sign up? Yeah, sign me up. Do you want to do a speech? Yeah. And I kind of made the thing that I'm going to speak as often as possible. So that club done a lot of speeches. Even if somebody didn't turn up that was supposed to speak, I'd stand up, I'll do a speech. You know, it was like if somebody kind of buckled, because sometimes people were afraid to change their mind, I'll do a speech. I joined the other club that I was going to join at the start that I was too nervous to go. I formed my own club. I did an open mic comedy, open TEDx. I entered every competition. I got into the final of five countries and I became a DTM, which is Distinguished Toastmaster after about three years. So I went from one extreme to the other. So what the lesson in that one was, don't ever tell yourself a story. I can't speak or I'm nervous or I'm shy or whatever, because if I can do it from being that shy, anybody can. And I think the sooner you do it, the better because it helps you whether you're an employee or whatever because you'll see it in business the guy that can speak gets the promotion and he could be 20 percent of the because most people that are say they keep their head done but they work very hard and it's like don't let the wrong person get the promotion so take take a little leaf out of my book and just in your head say i can actually do this that's awesome that, that, that's awesome and uh yeah I, i'm an introvert as well you know so uh you know, but like, uh, you know, small conversations are rough for me I, and I don't like them, but I, I, but I, but I've developed the ability to speak in front of on, on stage and on podcasts, you know, over time. And, and it's, uh, and it helps you, it helps you in life, it helps you in business, everything for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what are the advantages of podcasting? Well, for me, it was kind of getting my message out because, like, I realized that the media, unfortunately, is very corrupt. And you can even see it sometimes. There's people now exposing that where it's kind of regurgitated. They're regurgitating everything around the world. And there's, like, six corporations own 90% of the media. So it's like they're not telling you the truth. So a podcast, if you've got the right information, is a good way to get it. Plus, you're not bombarded with all ads our farmer trying to, especially in America, it's like, you know, just constant. And, you know, people are seeing it and they think they need the product when they don't. All they need is the, so you can even start listening to health podcasts that will actually give you the tools to heal yourself naturally. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then for like the entrepreneurs and coaches that, you know, listen to, to this podcast, uh, can a podcast, you know, help to grow their business? Absolutely. Because like at the start, you know, when you're growing it, people will think, you know, will I get sponsors or how to monetize it? And the, the reality is the best way is if you've got your own business, if you're a coach, whatever type of coach you are, like you can start interviewing people around that topic and then your guests will start sharing it or you can tag them. And then it's the right audience. And even sometimes 
like I get plenty of my guests become my clients because they actually like what you're doing. They, they get the message. So even if you are coaching a certain field and you start getting guests on, they might become your customer. So, and even, even if it's not that, like sometimes people mightn't be a coach or whatever. I say, if you've got the information and the message is good enough, create the podcast that will make change in the world. But don't do it like, I'll try it because don't try anything. Decide you're going to do it or don't because so many people do three episodes, they're gone. Maybe to 10, they're gone. Don't do that. Put yourself, say, at least a year. Try to get, you know, and that's doing one episode a week. Do 50, like, you know, obviously have a few breaks. But, you know, go all in and then see how it how it's faring out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because they say, like, what is it, like 95%? Of podcasts don't get past three episodes and 99% don't get past like I think it's 20 episodes you know That's incredible. So, um, yeah so I, I have a like a double prong kind of questions like two two questions in one um, like is it hard to start a podcast and I know you're a podcast coach so what's the advantages of hiring a podcast coach to help with that launch so one is not hard, technical wise and everything, because I don't class myself as technical with all the things. So you can learn everything. You can simplify it, even say with the microphone and everything. Like I, I use a, a USB connected. It's an audio technics one. Some people are very good. They've got all the, uh, you know, the shore mic with the mixer and everything. I don't do that because I came across a lot of people. They'd have that set up and something goes wrong. And unless you thoroughly understand that, you're going to have a lot of problems. So keep it simple. USB to the mic, to the laptop, it works grand. Is it hard? It's not easy. Everything is easy. You just have a system regarding coaching. Like the way I see it is you can do everything yourself. I've done it. I've done it and I've I've grown them all. But wouldn't it be better to learn from either myself or yourself? Because I know you're a coach as well. Like when somebody has the experience and when they're doing it, it's way better to learn from them because they're guiding you the whole way through it. And like I cater for all kind of personalities because like some people are like, all right, let's get this right. Get the logo right. They're slow, but they, they want everything to be perfect. And that's okay. Others are like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And that's good too. So I can't, I don't kind of push my personality. This is how we're doing it. I just kind of listen to the client and see what way they want to go. And that way then take them through the whole process and like you're basically you're taking so much time they're going to save so much time by investing in themselves having a coach because you can learn it everything is out there there's loads of youtube videos and everything but you could watch 100 youtube videos and there might be some that doesn't give you anything there's a lot of time that will be spent whereas if you're doing it and if someone especially i mean obviously like i've got I have six now, the sixth one's been launched, but it's like five that have got to the top half percent. And by me showing you that, because it's in my interest to actually get the clients into the top of the charts, because, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're recommending me again then for other people. So it's, it's saving you time. I mean, if you value your time, then not just for podcasting, but for anything. Like, you know, you can do anything on your own. There's plenty of uh, YouTube, books, everything. But how much time does it take? And are you actually researching the right things? Because I looked at a lot of books on the podcasting and I even I'm constantly reinvesting, you know, I'm just like, OK, let's do it. I'm trying to always find something else. And it's like I'm just shocked at the amount of terrible stuff that's out there, to be honest with you. Like there's people writing books. They've never actually created a podcast. 
or then they just create one later and then they're telling people how to get thousands of downloads and they don't have thousands of downloads themselves. And it's like, you know, like what I want to do is kind of make it, make it easy and tell you what to do. And as long as you do it, you'll succeed. It's That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, and, that, and that's huge, you know, like giving them like a framework and f- focus, you know, like, like the big idea for the podcast, all that kind of stuff. And then, like you said, the speed to implementation is huge. You, you know, I, I, that's a big, big deal. So, um, a lot, so a lot of the people that, uh, you know, listen to this podcast, they're like CEOs and coaches and entrepreneurs. So they're not the kind of person that would want to like monetize a podcast or get like people to sponsor or something like that. They have like their own products and stuff like that. So with, with that type of a podcast, like I call it like a business podcast, I guess. Um, do you have any tips on how to grow that kind of a podcast? And is it different? I mean, it's, it's not right. It's, it's like the main thing is, I suppose a lot of people kind of do the shotgun approach with marketing. You know, they just kind of shoot in the air and they hope or they place it somewhere. So if you know what your podcast is about, you have to market to the target that will find it, whether it's a Reddit group. So, for example, on on Facebook, my Polish podcast, I'm advertising in groups that are Polish in which, where the city I'm in, Polish in Warsaw, Pol- loads of different groups in Poland for Polish people, eh, not Polish people, but foreigners. Like I'm uh, Polish in the UK, Polish in Ireland, in New York and Chicago. They're all big communities. And when I'm posting, I'm posting it on them. So I'm putting it out to the groups that would be interested because a lot of Polish people moved to all these different countries, Norway, Ireland, England, and they met the locals. And they got married. So then they're, they're either coming back to meet the parents or they had kids and they want them to, the kids to have a few words for the grandparents. So when I'm actually posting to them, they're the audience. And I've created the podcast in a way that's fun, five to ten minutes that they can learn. And what I've learned as well is when somebody goes into the, the, the and gives a thumbs up, you can go into that then and invite them to your page. And you'll convert 10 to 20 percent to like your page so your page is just constantly growing which in turn when you post more episodes they're seeing it and then they're sharing it and just also the, another important thing is engage with your community because what i find is a lot of people you can outsource a load of things some people outsource the editing you know to create the shorts and there's a load of different things to do but one thing that i wouldn't outsource is the engaging with your community because loads of people they're doing that and they don't know when there's somebody that's potential client or is asking the right question because they're not at your level you you're creating this podcast with your experience and then you're outsourcing it to somebody that's nowhere near your level doesn't mean they're not brilliant at what they're doing but not at what you're putting to your listeners and you could miss that so i'd encourage you to keep control of your community and just always engage if somebody gives you a nice comment on your youtube right back you know just thanks for listening or even just a heart thumbs up because they see it and when they see it they know that you've heard their message that's awesome yeah yeah for sure you know yeah engaging the community is huge you know recognizing them you know and uh um you know like you said figuring out the target market and in the groups are you a a member of the groups and just sharing content or are you actually advertising 
Like I'm not advertising. No, I'm basically like I'm joining the groups now and posting my episode. But then if you've like, it's hard to have so much time. But I mean, if you set some time apart, like also mm-hmm. engage with other posts from that group, because then you can become a top contributor and then they kind of, they don't lock you or say you're spamming or whatever. No, because some of them will lim- limit you to one post a day or one a week or whatever it is. But once you engage with the other stuff, because the people that you're engaging with will start checking out your stuff, and that's how they might find you. That's awesome. That, that's awesome. So, so um, yeah. And, and do you have any? Is, is there any other t- tips for growing besides the Facebook communities? I suppose everyone, because there's there's a hundred things you can do, yeah. And everyone is asking, All right, what's the secret sauce? You know, what's this? What's that? And what I say, the main thing is make sure you've got a fantastic interview because that's the most important thing. I mean, you might you might kind of suffer with the with the marketing later, but eventually you get that right. But once the content is good, at least you've something to work with, with even creating the shorts. Like, for example, with the shorts, what I'm doing is for the Polish one, I have it looking like a flag. So I've, you know, the colors of the Polish flag and the thing, and I put the link on it. And so when I share that, I make it easy for people to see the episodes where what I see a lot of people doing is they're putting the shorts everywhere and I might see a brilliant short and I don't know where to find it. So <laughs> make it easy from, or if you're posting it, post the episode underneath it. So just, you know, just think you're the other person. I've just seen this. Uh, what now? What next? What, what are you trying to do? And just make sure that they find it. And the other thing is, like, say, on a Facebook thing, like on your own page, for example. I mean, we, we've we all seen that, like, because if you start researching when you're researching your guest number, you see there's very little engagement now with, with the Facebook. And my, most of the people don't don't see the, you know, the post. They might have one or two hearts or whatever. So sometimes it's the picture will grab, will we'll get the, the attention and have the link underneath that. And, yeah, is it more work? Yes. But... You have to start watching everything. And I mean, like I have an Excel sheet with all my podcasts, how many episodes, the average, and I'm just constantly watching and I'm going, what's wrong? That's done. You know? And if you track it, you'll monitor it and you make sure you don't miss something. So it could be, oh, I forgot to post this. I forgot to put it on BitChute or YouTube. Like that's the other thing I'd encourage people, put it on video. Because some people, I mean, some people just want to do the audio, but I encourage video is brilliant as well. And I mean, like one of mine is controversial, the Awakening podcast. I'm exposing fraud and corruption, but with solutions. And that got kicked off YouTube early, like, you know, 2020. And I got two strikes with my own channel recently. So I'm I'm, I'm in a week's uh, vacation from they want to allow me to post. But I've got uh, BitChute and I've got Rumble. And there's about 20 other ones. I've played with a few of them. And unless I see the averages that it justifies my time, I don't do it, but at least I've got a backup plan. And even if you're not doing anything controversial like me, I still encourage you to have the three or four of them because it's still numbers. And then if you're doing the averages, you know each episode is averaging X amount, and then you'll see averages slightly going down. There's something wrong. What's wrong? What's wrong? And also, like, I look at the analytics. So, for example, one of the guys I, I interviewed, and I was like... This isn't, I, I just didn't feel it there. Like it was just, you know, the guy wasn't really, you know, bringing his aim game. I'm not going to name the guy or the show or whatever, but I put it out and I shouldn't have. And I was like, I looked at the analytics and I was like, after eight minutes, it just dropped off to kind of nothing. And I felt the same myself. Like, because when you're editing it, you kind of, you either enjoy editing it or you're kind of, 
you know, going, going, ah, this is taking too much time. And usually I enjoy editing, which means that the interview was great. And there's other ones then that I thought, because I talk on sovereignty and stuff like that, I said, they were really good. And I look and it's like, some of them are 100% across the board or they go to 80 and they go across the board. So it's like, if you feel that somebody didn't bring their A game, they're just kind of, you know, whether they're doing the podcast or whatever, but they're not really serving your audience. It's like, don't put it out there. And I, I encourage all, all the podcasters out there. Like, it's it's your show. Make sure that, you know, the, the person that you're bringing on is respecting you and that they're giving value. That's awesome. That, uh, those are some like, hugely great insights. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for sharing all this. Um, I, I was, uh, one more question about podcasts. And it's, it's something I think that people don't, don't talk about a lot. Um, but it, it's like one of the most important things in my eyes is frequency so what would you, do you have like a special sauce and one other thing is is it okay to just do like twice a month or once a month well i mean if if it is once a month or twice a month it is okay when they know it i don't think it's helping you to be honest i think you should try to do at least one a week if you can Mm-hmm. Uh, because say with the speaking i remember i hit one and i changed it to two and i thought my audience would double and it tripled so sometimes it can actually benefit the ones that i'm really good at are the polish one because i put it out monday wednesday no i have a friday show and i have them scheduled that they go out a minute past midnight and they're sequenced and it's doing very well and the others are kind of haphazard because i've got so many different balls moving and i shouldn't like i try to i'm trying to systemize all of them like the crypto knows going out at the weekend that's the way i've done that and eventually they'll all be kind of going like that it makes a difference if you can have it going out on a certain day and the reason i say that is the one i listen to is the blind boy he comes out every wednesday morning the episode is there and it's like i know that that's 100 going to be there and i know my polish listeners know my episode is definitely going to be there so it definitely helps when they know it's coming out. And I know it's hard for us as entrepreneurs to kind of know exactly, okay, I'll do it on it. If you're doing two Monday and Wednesday, Monday, Thursday, whatever days they are. So definitely that will help. The other thing is a lot of people are asking about what about the time length? What's the difference? Does it make a difference? I mean, my Polish ones are kind of five to 10 minutes. My awakening ones, sometimes they go over two hours and they've got massive lessons. So if if the content is good and relevant and it's to the right audience, people will listen. So yeah, is there a sweet spot? Perhaps. I mean, I like to sometimes keep something to 30 minutes or an hour because I can say, all right, if I'm listening, I mean, when I'm watching a video or something, I, I'm, I watch at twice the speed. You can't go faster. And if I'm listening, I can even go up to three, three times that I'm listening to a, an audio. And I'm assuming there's a lot of other people do that as well, which in turn compresses it. But if you go too long and you're just waffling, I think you're not helping yourself. So it's better to have it compressed with gold than taking an hour or two hours that it's not really that relevant. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so um, so, so thank you for that. And um, so... Uh, is, is there like one like uh, key takeaway or big idea that people should, you know, take from this episode? I would say make sure you enjoy it because when you love creating the podcast, 
not only are you going to learn so much from the guests you bring on because you get to you know interview incredible people from around the world and you learn and you're like your life will change from that but if you love it it's not a job it's like you get energy from creating editing posting and when you know you're changing someone's life from the information that you're sharing that is powerful and people will reach out to you and tell you or you meet them they go hey i totally understand this because of you and you saved me thank you so just but if you come from a place of heart and love to share with the world it'll come back to you that's awesome that, that is beautiful so um so like uh, if some people are listening to this now this uh, roy seems pretty cool and i want to start a podcast um how could they get a hold of you so they'll find me on bio.link forward slash podcaster and they'll find all my podcasts. There's even like a free uh, kind of webinar. It's like 30 minutes that kind of takes them through because the fact that I've lost everything, unconscious, not everybody's got funding. So I cater for the people that have no money. And then there's the course and then there's the one-on-one -on -one coaching. So everybody's covered. Awesome. Awesome. That, 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 that's so cool. And we'll be sure to include those links in the show notes below the episodes on video and audio. Awesome. Awesome. So thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Totally enjoyed the conversation. That concludes this episode of Podcast Marketing Secrets. This is Al Morantin signing off. I hope you have a successful day.